Haya Talk, Monday to Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. We continue now with our business woman on the move. And our guest this evening is Matapelo Pizze, founder and CEO of Jador D'Amour. A very good evening to you. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Hi, Dimitri. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we had a bit of a chat earlier. You're from the East Rand. You couldn't afford to go to varsity um, and you didn't really have much guidance around the power of education, but you still mm-hmm. took the bull by its horns and you decided it's sink or swim and you got out there and you did a whole lot of things before you actually started out with um, J'adore. Yes, that's correct. And you know, it's been a very long journey, but, you know, I would always like to say to people that I, I went through the school of life and where I am now today is because of the steps I followed throughout my life, you know, and it's always not about how you start, but how you're going to end in the future. That's so true. So when you finish school, you um, uh, did you go straight into retail or did you do other things before that? So when I finished with school, I went straight into corporate. And funny enough, how my journey was, because when I completed matric, all my friends were going to varsity. And, you know, it was quite sad because my parents had worked so hard, you know, to put me through high school. And I didn't have pretty much the opportunity from them financially to go to varsity. So, and also because my parents were working so hard, they were never really around in terms of to guide me like, listen, so you can get an exemption in order for you to get a bursary at school. So I found myself like kind of being now like, okay, what do I do next? And I always put myself, I never wanted to be a statistic of South Africa. I always wanted to make sure I wanted to get a better life for myself, you know, better for my parents to get them out of their own situation that they had. So straight after the um, I went straight into corporate and I remember this one day I used to wake up every morning and go by the job mail and to look through jobs and apply, um, you know, to find jobs, but no one would respond to me. So one day I went to like an employment agency with just a CV that just didn't have any experience at the time. I didn't even know how to use a computer quite well. Um, it just didn't write any work experience. And I remember I walked in and with this particular lady, all I had was a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed personality. And I said to her, listen, I only have a high school you know, to my, I don't have anything else. All I know is that I'm a fast learner and all I'm looking for is a job. And she took a chance on me at that point. And she, I got my first job as a receptionist, you know, filling in for someone who was on maternity leave. And from there, I literally got a crash course in two days how to be a receptionist. Wow. And from there, that's how I literally grew in my career because I worked for various companies and various goals in marketing department, PR, finance, HR. So I learned those kind of skills from there. Okay, but I mean, you you got uh, that experience in the retail industry, but you started in an entire shoe brand. <laughs> uh, did you you started in 2017? Were you still working, or did you leave work and then get into that? Oh no! So when I started the shoe brand, it was not my first rodeo in business. So I mm. had a catering company before, but when I started my businesses, I've always made sure that I have a full-time job because you still have to pay for, you know, your daily living, food, groceries, and, you know, mortgage bond at the time, which I still had was like, you know, a car and mortgage. And I never really wanted to take that full risk of like, oh no, you 
like I'm gonna jump into this and then it doesn't work out. So I'd always balance the two together. I had I had a business and as well as, you know, worked a full time job. So what is your daughter more started in twenty seventeen? which prior to that I had um, a catering company which I started successfully and I sold off to a friend. However, I just didn't enjoy what I was doing. However, the entrepreneurial bug had already bitten me and I knew that I still wanted to carry on to be in the business space. So that journey began on 2017 with, with the brand, which was named something else before what it is now. And throughout that time, we I still worked my full-time job and I still worked so um, I still ran my business. But you get to a point in your life where you realize either both of the things can't thrive equally. Either one between the two suffers. And you end up having to make a decision whether do you want to have a full-time job or do you have to run a business. And in my case, I found that my business was actually not thriving as much as I wanted to because my full concentration wasn't there because my job was as well was very demanding. And secondly... I got to a point where it was like waking up to go to work was not the happiest thing for me. But, you know, I had a great job. I had, you know, I was working for a great company, but it was not fulfilling anymore. And, yeah, and last year, September, I decided, you know what, I'm going to, you know, resign from my job and I was going to apply to be a founding CEO of my own company. And I started running it full time. And it's been a great experience since then. How did you start with the shoes? Did you start making them or did you <laughs> import them? Oh, man, you know, it, it's quite funny. It was a very accidental. I never, ever in my million years did I ever think I was going to own a shoe brand. You know, when I was still looking for my journey to be, to to, write, to finally find something I had passion in, um, you know, when I started the business, I just had very, 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 very small um, you know, in the beginning, what I used to do was that uh, I used to have a, a, a particular vendor um, overseas, a manufacturer where I used to buy my shoes. And most of the time, strangers or my friends would ask me where I got the shoes and I'd refer them back to the vendor um, at the time. And then eventually I realized that, wait, why don't I then become the middle person between my inquirer and the vendor? And I started selling the shoes where I would take, you know, a deposit from the friend or from a consumer um, you know, and make a make a make an order from overseas, and then get it imported, and then I would resell it. And at the time, the shoes I was selling, they were already branded with the vendor's, um, you know, brand name. Um, and then eventually, you know, it went from one shoe to another in terms of orders. And then, you know, as I was growing, trying to grow the business and the brand, and trying to find my own direction, I started, uh, you know, um, buying the same shoe from the same manufacturer, but it had no brand because I realized that, you know, if I'm selling a branded shoe from a particular vendor, the consumer then just can bypass me and go purchase directly at the vendor. So mm. then the vendor allowed me to sell the, you know, the non-branded shoes. And over time, I thought, oh, okay, now I want to really sell my own design and start designing my own shoes. And with that being said, I've never gone to a design school. So that's also kind of like, okay, I knew the type of um, shoes I wanted to sell, but I didn't know how to, you know, um, communicate the design. So, you know, I remember a lesson that my father taught me was like, if you can't do something yourself, get someone who's learned and educated in that field to do it for you. 
So I started getting an illustrator whereby I would cut out pictures of 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 the kind of style of shoes I wanted to do and put it together and then I'll tell the illustrator this is how I want the shoe and the illustrator, fashion illustrator would paint out the picture or draw it. And then I would send it to the manufacturer who would then make a dev like a like a sample of the shoe, a demo, a prototype and then they would bring it back to me and then if I liked it, then they would go ahead with the with the, with the um, bulk order and do the production of the shoes and then I'll get them imported into the country, which we still currently do at the moment because you know, sadly the you know, our footwear industry is still slowly growing and we we don't have a lot of um manufacturers who can manufacture women's shoes in, in, in South Africa. How, where did the money come from for all of this? I mean, you had to hire an illustrator, you needed to source yeah, the shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so initially when I started the business back then, when I was selling like one shoe at a time, I would do it from my own pocket because I was working a full-time job. So at least my, my salary subsidized this project that I started. But at some point, you know, I realized that the business was not growing as fast as I wanted it to grow. And also, I realized that, okay, I learned that, okay, this is what I really wanted to do. And the one of the lessons I learned that with the consumers that I had back in the day, women, when they order shoes or anything about, they're very compulsive consumers. So they mm. want the item as is right there and like right now. They don't want to wait a long time. And at the time when I was making the orders for, for the ladies, an attitude would take four weeks, you know, to be made to be shipped to South Africa and then make it. So I was using consumers in that way. So that's when I decided to actually, you know, I, I could buy a consignment of shoes and I was going to sell them. So back in the day, my first official like business deal that I signed up was with a friend of mine, which I had approached. At the time, I made a whole like presentation. Um, and at the time, and still now, you know, I didn't really know how to do a business plan. But from what I've used as a skill set from what I've, seen on YouTube and asked friends who had gotten BCOMs on how to do a presentation. I did a presentation that listed the, the vision and the products I wanted to do and the financial projections that I was planning on having on the shoes. And I went to this particular friend which had identified and, you know, pitched this whole concept of the brand to say, listen, can you please borrow me money? Because I want to do ABC. And I was quite fortunate at the time that she agreed and she really believed in the dream that I had. And she had, at the time, gave me 70,000 rand. So, sure. wait, wait, wait. 70, so, yeah. so you you learned all of this. You learned how to do your business plan and you, you educated yourself with YouTube and um, Google. Did you yeah. also learn how to do financial projections on there? Yes, exactly. That's wow. why I did. A lot of people don't know. Oh, the don't. internet is our friend. <laughs> The internet is our head and it's, it's, you know, it's quite funny that we, we take for granted the cell phones that we have yep. and the amount of um, information that we consume. Most of the time as people, we consume so much superficial, you know, um, information of looking at people on Instagram instead of using most of our time to actually find out. And Google is like the best friend and YouTube is the best friend. You can Google anything. And I would Google stuff that was very simple that maybe some people would understand. Like, you know, I would want to know what is a percentage difference and I'll Google it and try to understand the formula mm. of it. 
And the one thing I also got into the habit of doing was that all the friends that I knew that had gone to varsity and had the education, I would always call them if I had a friend who was in marketing, a friend who was starting to be an accountant or had completed, I would call them and be like, listen, I want to do a marketing plan or PR strategy plan. How do I do this? And they would explain to me. So basically, I'm getting that information from them you know, without having to go to school. And that's how I learned my way. Yeah, it's having, you know, it's it's being able to spot the resources as well. I mean, having it, as you say, in your hand, on your cell phone, you know, the internet, all you need is a bit of data or sit in a Wi-Fi spot and Google all of these things. And then your other resources are your friends. So, you know, you weren't afraid of asking. I'm going to go back to the 70,000 Rand. You asked a friend for 70,000 Rand. Yeah, I did. I did. And then, you know, I went and, and bought a consignment of of shoes. But, you know, just like with challenges, I remember when I purchased that first consignment of shoes, I didn't do proper research and I realized that in order to um in order for a person to import shoes into the country you need to have an importer's license exporting and at that time I didn't have. So I had my consignment that I'd ordered that was confiscated at the time. Ouch. And, you know, <laughs> Yeah, half of the consignment was confiscated and I needed to pay a certain penalty fee to release that, that, you know, that consignment. And at the time, I spent all of that money on this consignment, so I didn't have the money to release that consignment. So I ended up losing out on that consignment, but I had a few shoes that were left. So obviously, I couldn't cry over sports milk and I had to make a plan. And I always say to people that in, in, to be an entrepreneur, you need to be a highly resourceful person because, you know... Your life daily just, you know, relies on you being resourceful for yourself and for your business. Yeah, so from there, I got the, the, you know, the consignment. But now there was also the trick that here I am, I've got this half of my consignment that's there. So the projections that I initially had um, (laughs) were not there. Um, And, you know, I'm trying to keep my spirits up. And also now I have an issue. I've made this first business deal I've made that I said to the lady, I'm going to pay her back with 70000 plus interest and now I have to try to sell the few sh- uh, shoes that I haven't tried to pay back but then also the business was not growing as fast as I can but I was quite fortunate that I still had my full-time job and I spent my own income paying back every last cent of this um, loan that I made and that was the first lesson that you need to honor your the business deals that you make you know so yeah. Pretty much from there, I, I kind of grew and learned my way around business and, you know, trying to be resourceful and honoring business deals and realizing that what you really make from a business is not necessarily what you need to put in your personal bank account and go spend. And I've made those mistakes in the past where it was like, oh, I've made a thousand rand here from a sale of shoes and I'm ultimately thinking that I need, that is my income. But meanwhile, basically, I need to just take 50 rand from that 1,000 rand as a salary and the rest needs to be put back into the business to grow it. So it's uh, now uh, just about four years. And yes. you, uh, where are you in uh, retail stores or are you online? So right now we are in e-commerce stores and we have just literally partnered up with two retail stores which distribute our products. You know, initially when I then decided to run my business it's from last year, September, to run my business full time, I started upscaling in terms of um, the functionality of 
of the business. So that's when I we we're now on online on a lot of our consumers buy our products online um, and through also social media and as well as for walking experience to see all the products to see the product we can actually go to our partners and one of them is House of Nana which is at the Leonard Hotel in Stanton City where they can see some of our products and actually purchase them and as as Africa Rise in Stanton City. Well done. Well, thank you so much for talking to me this evening. Good luck with uh, the shoe business. I mean, absolutely stunning shoes. Um, They're not cheap, but they are beautiful and you've got to pay sometimes for that beauty. Thank you so much for your time. Matapelo Pizze, uh, CEO and founder of Jador D'Amour. Kaya Talk, Monday to Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. on Kaya 959. On the street, on the air.